if you're not buying assets in today's age, you're going to get left behind and just stuck in the constant system that's going round yeah. and round and round. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Crypto Standard Podcast, where we take the cryptic out of crypto. This podcast is sponsored by the awesome Zumo. And if you haven't opened your wallet yet, what what are you waiting for? Right, today we have a great episode for you. I loved recording this one. Jim and I chat all about the effects living in a crypto world has in reality. From constant checking of the market prices on your phone to your concentration levels in the real world. Right, I hope you enjoy. Let's go. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast with me, Jim. And me, Jordan. So, Jordan, and I, I need to I need to make a confession. My name is Jim, and I am an addict. I also... You're supposed to go, hey Jim, hi. <laughs> but I'm an addict as well. So right. So we're both, so we're both addicts. Um, and it was interesting. So I watched a thing. I partially watched a thing last night because I was scared to watch it. And it was about the guy was an alcoholic and he had been a terrible, one of the worst alcoholics, you know, goes, has a drink and just disappears for three days in benders. Mm-hmm. And he was, this was six years later and he was sober. He went back and he was talking to his mom and dad. It was quite emotional. But um, it was just that some of the behaviors and just living, he was, and it made me think about during the night. And I know we talked about this, about living with crypto and what it actually does to you. Mm-hmm. It, and yeah, and, and there's positives and negatives. Yeah, there's a lot of both. Um, but you do notice it the more you go on, that you've changed your, your routines, your moods will change, everything like yeah. that. So there is a lot coming into it. That That's interesting because... I'm glad you picked up on that and we will talk about it, but your moods can change depending on how the market is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try not to let it influence me, yeah. but it's really hard, but we'll get to that. And you go back to that moment of the Wall Street, the 1980 movie Wall Street, where Gordon Gecko says, never get emotional about stock. And it's, it's very hard not to when it's going up and bobbing up and down. Yeah. So I thought for the listeners today, that would be quite a good one just to crack on with and just say, this is what it's like when you're living with crypto, whether you feel you're an addict or not. (laughs) So first up, phone checking. How many times a day do you check your phone? Come on. A a ridiculous amount of times. It's like now the the crypto apps are in my, my routine phone checking like, I think everyone has, like, a path they go through in their apps, yeah. like, and it's in there now. And I will check it, I'd say, 20-plus times a day, which is it's horrible saying that. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's what I do, and I do it all day, so I want to check the prices. So I would... My, I used to wake up in the morning and the first thing I would say is, I would just say to my God, I dedicate this day to you. That was just my God. Whoever that is, I don't know. He, he or she doesn't get that salute anymore. I just pick up my uh, iPad and go straight to the stocks page. 
<laughs> so I'm basically saying to crypto, I dedicate this day to you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely something wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad and it, it gets worse on green days so when the markets are bullish you check it double the yeah. amount of times but see when they're red you... <laughs> i don't look at my phone <laughs> so it was a, it was my daughter's birthday a couple of nights ago and we went to and it we went to a nice bar in glasgow and it was a kind of cocktail bar and we sat down we were having a, a couple of cocktails i had a pint of beer and we were just chatting away. And it just so happened, I thought, I'll look at my phone, as I, as you do, because you're an addict. And I looked at the phone, and RSR had pumped something like 12%. And I was like, I just turned to everybody and went, oh, my God, look. <laughs> and you turn your phone, and at that point, my daughter says, I wonder how long it would take you to talk about crypto. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't even made the first cocktail. <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> Um, so first thing in the morning, what about last thing at night? Yeah, it's always, it seems to be the first thing in the morning. And yeah, the last thing at night, just to make sure that nothing's uh -huh. happened before you go to bed. And then <laughs> see when you wake up, you're like, please pump, please pump, please pump. And then you look at it, you're like, ah, come on. <laughs> oh, it's, that, it's the big dichotomy between Asia in America of who's yeah. pumping and who's dumping. <laughs> I mean, I have gone through periods when I'm in the gym and I'll check it in the gym, but I've tried to stop that. Yeah. No, I've I've had them as well. And it's I've I've had to stop that as well. Because the gym is like my my time away from everything. So yeah. I've now I don't take my phone. I just put it at the side. Yeah. Phone checking is oh gosh. If I said to you, imagine you could, so you've got to take the whole, this whole weekend, and you kind of did it last week when you went traveling, you didn't use, mm -hmm. you said, I, I took a week off. So I wonder in terms of the neurotransmitters in your brain, whether it's dopamine or whatever, where you're checking the phone, is is that, a, was it, I think it's a good thing just to say, I'm not going to check my phone this whole weekend. Yeah, I've done that in the past. And I think it is a good thing just to get away from it. And like, almost like reboot i guess it's like having a rest day at the gym <laughs> and yeah i think it's a good thing to do that no that's a great way to put it. it's a rest day and so if i was to say okay i am jim and i am an addict and today is saturday so saturday sunday i am not going to check my phone 20 times a day <laughs> Well, only 19. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's always a cheat. There's always a way to cheat it. Okay. This, this, this last little drink won't hurt. Yes, it will. Okay. So there's phone checking, and we know that that can be. Uh, so I'm just saying for, for anybody out there who's listening, if you are developing any of these habits, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, the next one, relationships? It's, you need to be, I found you need to be careful who you talk to about it. Or not certain, not necessarily careful, but you need to judge who is interested in it and who's not. Yeah. So like with the people who are in crypto and like a lot of my friends now are because of me, like I can chat to them and they love it. And we'll just bounce off each other and 
like we will have calls each week and just chat to each other so it's great when people your friends are in it um, and it's very different when people are not yeah so i've got a lot <clears throat> i must have i think i've got two and a half thousand buddies that i chat to all the time they're my crypto twitter buddies <laughs> So I'm developing relationships with <clears throat> via a social media platform with people all over the world just because we like a certain coin. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many of them are real. It's, yeah, crypto Twitter is a, a strange one, but it's a great one at the same time because it just gives you more, more conviction in the projects that you are investing in. And just surrounding yourself with people who believe or have the same values as you and they believe in the same projects as you, it really does help. Like, especially when the markets are down, it helps a huge amount. Yeah, I agree. And if I think about, for example, Neve in Ireland um, or even Michael RSR Ernie, who we've had on the the show, which is Mm -hmm. a couple of people, even you know Chris in Edinburgh, your people are discussed with, discussed it with, and you, they kind of know that you're going through that. You, you're right. Whether, whether it's shared values or just a, a common purpose or a goal, you're in the, you're in the, you're all in the canoe together, and you're all paddling in the canoe <laughs> to try and get your particular project to where you think it should be. Yeah. Interesting on that one. So Francisco, uh, who has been on the RSR Ernie podcast. So he lives in Venezuela. Um, terrific guy, but he goes out, he uses he uses some of his crypto cash, his crypto profits, and also donations that he gets from a few of us on the, the platform who, who send money to him. And he actually goes out and he prepares food bags for the poor in Venezuela, and it's heartbreaking when you see it. Mm-hmm. So... I guess there's a positive. I, I, I would have met him. I wouldn't know what's happening if I didn't have that relationship on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but what he does is amazing. So positive with most people in a social virtual world, but you're right. So if you just, if you start a chat with someone about crypto, I, I, I think it's, do they get it? Yeah. Some people don't. You just need to be careful. Like a lot, I've been getting it actually quite a lot recently just because the markets are down and people yeah. are like oh look you've been burned like yeah. oh you've lost 50 percent this and that it's like <clears throat> and i'll be looking at my laptop and they'll actually some people will be like oh is that you looking at your your coins again or something like that and it's trying to make it funny and i'm like whatever I just, you just have to ignore it because if you believe in it so much and the fundamentals they're the ones that are holding their money in fiat and they're the ones that are going to get burned in the end so oh yeah. gosh i know if you so i went on a walk yesterday and i was chatting about listening to the rsr ernie podcast where he was uh, interviewing sasha she's a, a neuro a neurosurgeon and what she was doing and how she was using the reserve app in venezuela and it just made me think, well, that's just, just wow, what she, how she's using that and how that, and that, that made me then realize what life is like down there when she needs to buy something at the corner store and they can't give her change. So she takes in, for example, a $20, $20, and she, she's going to buy $16 worth of provisions for the family. 
but they can't give her $4 change. So she's got to spend the 20. And you're like, wow. hold on a minute. But we just take these things for granted. So yeah. I guess yeah, there's a bit, a bit of learning there when you develop, when you see what's happening with real people. Yeah. I was then able to have that discussion about Sasha with uh, my wife and tell her all about Venezuela because I had this knowledge now of what was happening on the ground. And she was like, wow, that is absolutely amazing. So yeah, so there's something positive there. Mm-hmm. She still didn't let me buy a, a Mercedes <laughs> car. <laughs> Let's come to cars another day. It's a sore point. <clears throat> okay, here's one that I'm really struggling with. And I wonder, so if you are if you are addicted to crypto or living with crypto the way we are, we're trying to help you here is concentration. Yeah, it's a big one. I don't know where, I don't know where you are on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I live in 2024. <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's not a good thing i don't like it because that means that i'm just so hopeful and like it might not play out the way i th- think it will or the way that it's projected to so uh, yeah it's it's a tricky one yes so it's trying to so i'm i'm, I'm also with you is 2024 is that the next having uh, yeah, 2024 into 2025 will be the next bull run. Yeah, so they're talking about, for the audience then, every four years, Bitcoin has a halving event, or they call it a halvening event, which really means that the the rewards that miners get get halved. So it's it's creates scarcity and the value is supposed to go up every four years in these cycles. So 2024 or three years from now is this kind of, oh, where could we be three years from now? Where could we be? What can my portfolio look like in three Mm -hmm. years? So, yes, I have been living in 2024 as well. And that what that does is it stops you living in the moment. Mm -hmm. So you could be sitting at a restaurant or um, watching the television or allegedly reading a book. Ha, ha, ha. And (laughs) you, from there, you're... With it, at the end of page one, my mind's already gone. Yeah. I'm already thinking about what happens if and what happens if. <laughs> I, I find myself, I, I do this so much now, and I don't know if it's because of crypto, but I'll get in the car and I won't turn the radio on and I'll get like three quarters of the way to where I'm going and I'll realise I've just been sitting in silence the whole time and I never do that. Like I always yeah. have to have music on. But I'm just thinking things over and it's usually about crypto. And it, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. So I actually checked myself this week and I said to my wife, I said, I actually asked her yesterday, I said, am I, am I here? Am I here with you this week? She said, you have been, she said, I've been saying things to you and I've been asking myself, did he take that in? And she's, a few times she's had to double check that I've definitely processed what she said mm-hmm. because she, she said you have been not been distant, but your mind's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right. Okay. So I'm also in that um, three to five year moonland from now that is trying to bring it back to enjoy, enjoy the ride, enjoy investing in crypto, enjoy learning about macroeconomics, but don't live your life in the future because who knows where that will be. Yeah, nobody knows how it's going to play out. So what you told me yesterday was 
instead of me buying, so I want to read The PayPal Wars. Mm-hmm. There's a book called The PayPal Wars. And I've already tried to read a few books recently and I just don't have the concentration because my mind's doing 16 different things. But I can actually get it on. I can listen to it as an audio book. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've not I've not listened to it yet um, or read it. But yeah, audio books are honestly so good that you can just, I just go for a walk every morning. I'll put my audio book in and just listen to it for 45 minutes. Interesting. But 45 minutes seems to be the cutoff. Yeah. And you can't go anywhere too busy. Otherwise, you'll look at something and then your mind will go on that. And then you have to rewind like a minute. <laughs> so you just have to go somewhere quiet and just head down. Yeah. And I do remember six months ago, Ken, I was listening to, there was a Peter McCormick podcasts and I was tuned into them as I walked across the Tay Bridge, but I haven't done that for a while. So, okay, so I'm going to maybe download the PayPal Wars today and see if I can concentrate on that and listen to it. But I think more importantly for anyone who's deep into crypto, then try and living in the moment and just forgetting it and maybe part of the stopping the phone checking, you know, that sort of stuff is probably a good thing as well. So it all kind of combines into one. It's like getting rid of that addictive part of your life for a bit. (laughs) Next up, we discuss the studying of crypto and is there a correct time to take your profits? But first, here is Amelie to tell you a little bit more about Zumo. Hello, Amelie here from Zumo to tell you a little bit more about what we do. At Zumo, we're here to make everyone comfortable with buying, selling, and spending cryptocurrencies. So the Zumo app is a crypto wallet with money that you can touch, fill, spend, send, and use. So Zumo lets you convert cryptocurrency and spend that normal. The Zumo app is a missing link between cryptocurrency and traditional money. It allows different currencies to work together in a way that everyone can instantly understand it. It removes the shackle of old and new currencies. It's new money in every sense. Now, back over to Jim and Jordan to carry on taking the cryptic out of crypto. And there's a constant study. I guess this is an expert. This is a yeah. good bit. Yeah, I really enjoy this bit because everything moves so bloody fast in crypto. Yeah. It's mad. Like, I wouldn't... When I'm reading books... I tend to not read ones that were published like pre-2017-ish, 2018, just because things have moved on in those three years. It's ridiculous, the things that have moved on. So yeah, I love the aspect of just learning all the new things that are happening. Yeah, and you've, you've told me recently you've been reading or listening to some decent books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many out there. It's just finding the right ones. Did you enjoy the Jeff Booth, The, the Price of Tomorrow? Price of Tomorrow, I loved it. I absolutely Stunning loved book. it. There's, there's another one for the audience. That's Jeff Booth, The Price of Tomorrow. He just he talks about value of cash, inflation, what it's doing. It's just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. But, then, but there we come back to this. You and I are just so deep into macroeconomics so we went to the butcher yesterday. So the butcher, and I bought a kilo of mince, and it was £12. £12 for a kilo of mince? That used to be six quid. 
I'm sure it's gone up three or four pounds in the last year. And then I went to fill my car with petrol. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but petrol in the UK is going up literally one penny uh, a litre every week. Yeah, I have noticed that it's rocketed. Yeah, it's gone up. So it's four and a half pence a gallon every week. It's just creeping up. So there's that. Then I'm thinking, okay, so if, I, if I'm a young family or a hardworking family on their minimum wage, and then so the petrol's going up, the rent is going up, car insurance is going up, um, the cost of food is going up, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And you look at all that, you think, hold on, but the wages are not going up. And that's the issue that the Gen, Gen Zs of this world are going to have to deal with. And that the baby boomers came out of 1971. That is kind of maybe your mum and dad's age. They came out of 1971 when they came off the gold standard. And life was good. They, they, have, they have made generational wealth. Whereas the Gen Zs have come off are living in this kind of no man's land of money printing. And I would be asking yourself, well, where's mine? What have I got in the next 50 years? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are saying, well, I've got some crypto. Maybe that's the way because everything else is house prices, car prices. And I just don't know how people are living. I see all these new cars on the road and I go, they, every car that looks brand new in the road or within two years old in the UK is basically on finance. Yeah. Nobody's buying it. It's on finance. Um, and so people are borrowing on finance for cars they can't afford. And then they get, they give them back in two or three years. So, so basically, you cannot afford to buy a brand new car. You've got to lease it or hire it. And then that just keeps you in the system because you're not buying assets. Yeah. You're pretty much just financing them. So if you're not buying assets in today's age, you're going to get left behind and just stuck in the constant system that's going round yeah. and round and round. Yeah. Oof, and that then uh, made me think, so uh, Dan Held's newsletter, Dan Held, um, I hold him in high regard. He's a very, he's a Bitcoin maximalist, but he's very clever. He worked for Uber and he's got a newsletter that comes out and he was talking about, and it made me think about this whole cycle and, and the addiction that you and I are suffering from just now. And he takes it back to the two thir- 2013 Bitcoin cycle where Bitcoin started the year in January at $13. Then by, I think it's October, November, it jumped up to $1,147. Think about that. From $13 up to $1,000. And they were all jumping for joy. And then within weeks, it had fallen back to $500. So halved. And then it took a while and it jumped up again to $950. And by the end of the year, it settled at $450. I mean, that was up, down, up, down. They were, he said, emotionally, we were all over the place. Yeah. Because a lot of them had become multi-millionaires and then that halved and they were millionaires <laughs> and then they went back up to multi, then they finished. But wow. Um, but when you read his newsletter and all the things that he went through and he looks back on, he said, here's, here's 10 things we didn't realise, but I now can see having had a couple of cycles and now see how it all plays out. He calls 2013 crazy, but he reckons that the the cycle that we're in just now, the same emotions are building in him. And he's like, hold on a minute, I've been here before. 
Uh, and while history doesn't repeat itself, he says it rhymes. And he reckons at the end of this year that we are going to have another massive crypto bull run. So I read that and I go, well, actually, this guy's quite clever. And I know he's talking up Bitcoin because that's his thing, but it kind of makes sense. And it, all that does is feed my addiction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is good. So it's good when you're reading and learning all the time. It's just finding the right people to read and learn from. Yes. Which is very important because there's a lot of rubbish out there on Twitter. And... Total rubbish. I've, I've been watching Max Kaiser. So the Kaiser Report. I, a Kaiser Report is one of the best 20-minute wrap-ups of U- American and geo geopolitical um, economics that you'll ever get, and it's so entertaining. So I've been listening to Max Kaiser the last three weeks. Ah, oh, it's so funny, but so clever. And you're like, hold on a minute, he's right. And I keep saying, he's right, he's right. <laughs> and... If he is right, then America is heading into uh, a shitstorm of inflation. Yeah. I just don't know how they're going to get out of it quickly. Yeah. Well, that means the whole, pretty much the whole world will be as well. Yeah. Um, And he said, and we've seen it before, what America does during these times is it picks a fight with someone. It goes and goes and has a war to take people's minds off the the current situation. (laughs) No, I don't. Don't fight with China because China will win. <laughs> so, okay, constant study, that's good as well because we have, we have been educated. Yeah. So we're educated addicts. Nice, I like that. Uh, and finally, I'm going to ask you the question. So you're, you're, you're giving a lot, so you're learning a lot, you're giving a lot of your time, a lot of your emotional energy, you're, a big part of your mindset and your psyche and your brain is living in a crypto world the current world and the world, and as you say, in 2024. So is it worth it for you? I'd say the only way to tell is when we get to 2024. But at the moment, I feel it is worth it because it's totally changed my outlook. It's actually totally changed my outlook on life and like how how the whole world is run at the moment. And yeah, it's just realising how the rich are staying richer because i always knew that the system was the rich stay richer the poor get poorer but i didn't know how like i don't know how it works and figuring out how they're doing this and how how corrupt a lot of the the systems are and governments are yeah it's it's a good thing but it's also very frustrating because a lot of people don't realize it and they just keep going around in circles. Yeah. So when I hear that America is pumping 100 and I think it's 120 billion dollars every month, that's what it's printing and pumping into the system. And 40 billion dollars that of that goes into mortgage-backed securities again. That's where we were in 2008. That's mm-hmm. what created the house part of the housing bubble problem. And then we had the global financial crisis as, as a result of that. So yeah, it's good to know all that. I think if you were to say, if, is it worth it? Then yes, I, it's a, it becomes a pastime. If, if, I, if you think about it as a hobby, so mm-hmm. this cryptocurrency stuff that we're doing, blockchain is a real hobby. So instead of a train set or a scale electrics, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got my, this is my hobby. 
So I donate X amount of time to it. If as a result of that, I'm feeling happy and positive at the end of it, then unlike an addiction where your life spirals out of control, then I feel it's, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Notwithstanding cryptocurrency going to zero in 2024. So if your cryptocurrency and all these investments that people are making fall to zero, has it been worth it in terms of you learning about macroeconomics and finance? I'd say 100%. But there, for that to happen, something would have to come and trump cryptocurrency because all these people now have realized what is actually happening in the yes. current financial system. So something better would have to come along. Yeah, there, there will be a time when no one will say when Coinbase anymore. Mm-hmm. First it was Cardano, when Coinbase, when Coinbase. Coinbase is on Cardano. Now it's reserve, when Coinbase, when Coinbase. That will happen in the next 12 months. No doubt it will happen. And then all of a sudden, when Coinbase comes out of your vocabulary, yeah. so that will disappear. <laughs> Life will move on. But here's another one for you. I know I've asked this before. <clears throat> so when I look at some of my buddies on crypto Twitter and I see <clears throat> that they have a price target for their specific projects that they like, whether it's Cardano, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, they've got a, they've got, a, they say, if it gets to X, then I am done. Mm-hmm. So whatever that figure is, whatever they've got invested, it might be if it gets to X, I've made 50,000 pounds or I've made 100,000 pounds and I'm out. Therefore, that's my cutoff point. My question to you, Jordan, and the audience is, how much is enough? So whether you've put 1,000 in, whether you've put 10,000 in, are you looking for a 10X in that? What, or just enough to say, I can, I can live, I can buy some, I can buy a car, I can buy um, some more tech, I can put some money in the bank. What is, what is enough for you? Such a hard question. I'd say it depends what coin it is, is a big part of that because Bitcoin, I wouldn't sell. And then, yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? It's very tricky. I I want to come in and my aim is to be financially free. So I don't want millions and millions. I just want enough to not have to worry about money and I don't actually know what that figure is. That's the hard thing. So, so when when you when you communicated that to me there, that felt like you were at an addicts meeting saying, "I just want enough," and I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, as an exercise, if you were to write down uh, a two bedroom flat in Dundee, a reasonably priced car, um, blah blah blah, what does that figure come to? And is it enough just to? Do you just want to buy some assets and say, right, okay, I've bought my first house, cash, I've got a car, or is it more about I have got um, £2,000 a month in passive income coming out? That mm. is when you put it down in a business case like that, you say, right, why am I investing? Why am I going through this addiction just now? To what 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 is the end game? Well, for me, it's always been I want to buy properties with the money that I've made. So I want to buy, move my money from digital assets into hard assets. So 
yeah, if I could have a couple properties by the end of it, I'd be very happy. And I obviously still want money in cryptocurrency, but I just won't have as much. But who knows? Adoption, like you might not want to take any of your money out in five to 10 years time. You might want to keep it in there. Yeah. Right. I'm firing this back to you. Okay. What is enough for you? That's, that's a brilliant question. And I've, I've played that through with my wife to say, well, what is enough? Is it, is it a figure? So is it 500,000 pounds in free cash? Uh, is it Cardano rewards coming out that give you 1,000 pounds every week or 3,000 pounds a month, for example, mm-hmm. to, as like a pension? Is it enough money to go out and buy a car cash but instead of going financing myself up? Could I actually afford 40,000 pounds to go out and buy a Volkswagen Tiguan brand new? And not have to worry about the debt or paying it off. So, and the other thing I think that comes into this is at what point are you, do you just get bored with it? So I'm, you and I are quite excited by it because we're learning so much. But at what point do you say, do you know what? I've probably had enough of this now. I don't really need it in my life anymore. I've got, I've, I've paid, as you see, I've paid my house off. I've done, I've got a car in the driveway. I've got some money to see me for the next um, four four to 10 years, what else do I need? Versus, oh, I'd like to buy Jordan. I'd like to buy Jordan and his next flat. That would be lovely to create that generation of wealth for them. But then you're talking, well, hold on a minute. I'm going to have to leave it in another five years. That's 10 years from now. So I, you know what? I don't have an answer to that. And if I gave you an answer, I think I'd be telling uh, lies. I don't, I haven't worked out when, and how much is enough yet? Because if I had done that, I should have sold four months ago. At the, I should have said, God, Bitcoin's at 64,000, Cardano's at $2.40. If I take this out now, I have got some stack. I don't need to work for another five years. But I didn't. And I got greedy and I left it in and then it failed 50%. So now I'm sitting here like a gambler chasing that number again. Get back up there. Come on, get up to your $2.40. Can Bitcoin be 100,000 by the end of the year? And that's part of the addiction. So I need to go away from this conversation today and actually over the weekend work out what figures enough to say, that's it. It's almost like come out, take it away, forget it. And then possibly putting that figure down in paper then brings the reality of why, why, why I'm investing and putting money at risk. Don't forget, folks, Jordan and I are not financial advisors. We are putting our money at huge risk on cryptocurrency mm-hmm. exchanges and all the rest of it because we believe in these projects, but it's still, still money that I don't have in my bank account because I've put it into crypto exchanges. So I can't answer your question, but it has made me reflect. Yeah, it's, I think it's a good thing for the audience also to think about and have that figure because I'm, I'm the same. Like, do, do I want, who knows what it's going to look like in four or five years time? And will the passive income be enough to live on? And yeah, it's, it's too hard. Yeah, I think possibly leading on from this, what we should do is, working out, maybe even being a bit open with the audience and how we structure some of our cryptocurrency investments 
why we've done it that way, what we hope for, um, the risk in each one, and then say we've got to leave it. I'm leaving that for three months. I'm leaving that for six months. I'm leaving that for five years. And why? Mm-hmm. Because there's just so many. Because if you think about what happened over the last four months, five months, everything was going great guns. And then all of a sudden, all these stupid mem coins, SHIB, Hawk, Doge, Son of Doge, Safe Moon, all this rubbish came into the market. And people coming in as new people coming into cryptocurrency got blinded and didn't know about all the crap that were that were being fed. And we didn't. I didn't. I hardly heard anyone saying, "Oh, don't don't invest in these things," because everyone was just caught up in this tidal wave. Yeah, I, I'm glad that's over. And yeah, yeah, it's. I'm glad, glad we're back glad to business over. now. Yeah, and that's a great way to end it. We are back to business. So if you think about cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency landscape, the whole industry, it's a business. You're investing in parts of that business. But don't let it take over your life like Jordan and I. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose today, today's actually been a bit of a release. The podcasts give us a release to say, to, to, let, to be excited about everything that's going out there, but also there's the realisation of what is actually taking place. So yeah. we're hoping to protect the listeners as well. And hopefully some people can relate to it and identify some things that we've said and try and... Not fix it, but manage it, I would say. Yeah. So I'm going away today because I've got some great uh, questions to frame up for a guest that we're going to have on in the next uh, couple of weeks. I'm really excited about that guest um, and to hear his crypto story as well. So, And we are going to be bringing on more guests to, to listen to their crypto story um, as July and August sort of finish off. How do you feel after that? Do you feel a bit de-stressed? Yeah, I feel good after that. and feel a bit better. Yeah. So the, the, here's the trick. When we finish this podcast and we hit the stop record button and we say cheerio to each other, are you going to go and check your phone? Oh, 100%. <laughs> ah! Okay, everyone. Take care. Till next time. Bye. Bye.